Last week, we discussed folklore. Today, we get more specific. This is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore passed on as a true story. Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Hooray! Uh, we are here on this a couple days late episode um, to talk about the first urban legend movie, because we're doing a super special trilogy to fill in the gaps this month. But first, let's do some 10-word reviews of movies we watched in the past week. Okay. Week plus two days. Yeah. Um, so, Bohemian Rhapsody, an insult to music and filmmaking. Ooh. My review of Bohemian Rhapsody is... Bohemian Crapsody, am I right? I'm right, right? You right? are. Correct. Wow, you just used your entire ten words on the word right. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, four out of ten is that one word. But it worked for me. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon 3. Needlessly heterosexual, but cute enough that I won't complain. And my review is, glorious animated environments provide a backdrop to boring straight love. There you go. Uh, so we both <laughs> fell on the same camp for that one. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, glitter. The movie that revealed to me that bad movies do exist. Now, context for that is uh-huh. when I first saw this movie, it was the movie that I realized like, oh, this is a bad movie. Yeah, It was the movie that revealed to you that not all movies were great. <laughs> exactly. Um, and rewatching this movie reminded me of that feeling. And my review of Glitter starring Mariah Carey is somebody emancipate Mimi from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Good job, Brennan. I, I, I do my best. Um, anyway, we are here to talk about 1988, I almost said 1988, 1998's Urban Legend. Um, as always, <laughs> we re- we rank the film. Sorry, Sergio just threw something at me, so I got a little distracted. I didn't throw anything. It okay. fell. <laughs> it, it was uh, his note card with the 10-word reviews. It was very exciting and terrifying. Um, anyway, uh, we rank everything out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. But first, here is the plot of Urban Legend. A university is beset by a rash of gruesome murders that resemble old urban legends. When her friend Michelle, Natasha Gregson Wagner, is killed by someone hiding in her car, Natalie, Alicia Witt, begins to notice the pattern. Her suspicions grow stronger when her own own roommate is strangled to death. Soon the quiet college campus is transformed into hunting grounds for a maniac, and Natalie struggles to find the killer and stop the bloodshed before she becomes the next victim. Dun-dun-dun. Good for Natalie, you know, managing a full coursework load, and I'm assuming probably working as well. And well, we saw her in exactly one class, and it was, to my knowledge, remedial urban legends. <laughs> it's just Robert Englund feeding people pop, rock, pop rocks and Coke. No. Yeah, that's what it was. It was pop rocks, and yeah, was it Coke or Pepsi? I think it was Coke. Okay. Um, which, honestly, like, that's just an easy, uh, like, a uh, gen ed capstone credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like when I took film music and the teacher was like, you don't even have to be here. You just have to read the thing and take tests online. And everyone was like, peace. Like, I think maybe two people attended class after that. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Anyway, um, what's your scariness ranking for Urban Legend? Two. Oh, yeah, me too. What, like, what, if anything, like, struck you at all in this movie? Um... That's a good question, and I'm going to answer after you answer that same question. <laughs> okay, um, I'll give you a moment. Um, 
it, the opening scene that was mentioned in this where uh, Natasha Gregson Wagner or whatever her name is gets uh, axed in her car because there's a killer in the back seat. Um, the moment where like the killer kind of rises up behind her and is lit by these lightning strikes. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's atmospheric and it's kind of creepy because that is you know a fear that everybody tends to have. I don't know about everybody, but you know uh-huh. who here hasn't checked their backseat? I check it regularly actually. Oh yeah. One never knows. Yeah, I mean, just think about, we watched a movie, Let Me In, which had a killer in the backseat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more proof that it happens in real life. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to name, like, a specific death scene, but I am going to say that all the death scenes, while half of them are pretty cheesy mm-hmm. um, and campy, um, uh, they are, well, they're done enough or executed correctly yeah. enough that I think that they're scary. Yeah, or at least the chase portions of it. Yeah. Or the, um, I mean, there's like a very theatrical death that Joshua Jackson gets where he's hung from a tree after trying to make out with Alicia Witt. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the lead up moments to the not very gory or exciting deaths uh-huh. are, are, are tense. Uh-huh. Like I get that. And they're competent enough that, you know, they're interesting. They're not original by any means and they all seem just boring, but you know, there's some thrill there. Yeah. Um, and honestly, for my money, there's nothing scarier in the movie than the fact that they had a dial-up internet connection in their dorm room. Oh, it just made me so sad for the olden days um, when you couldn't talk on the phone and also be online at the same time. What a time that was. Yeah, it was so crazy. Like, her roommate, Danielle Harris, from the Halloween movies, wanted to be on her goth forums, and she just wanted to check her messages. And you couldn't do the two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. I I lived my. I mean, I was alive in 1998, but I was I wasn't really receiving calls. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like a a, a heavy you were four. Yeah, I was. You yeah, might have been three. It was like three or four. Mm-hmm. It was, was made in 98. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I was I didn't have like a huge uh, social calendar at the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really you know trolling the blogs. And so, what have you? So it wasn't really a concern of mine. Well, I have a question. Okay, um, we discussed why your movie, why your rating is as high as it is. Why is it as low as it is? Oh, um, well, look, it, it's my repeated phrase of like slasher movies really aren't that scary. I think this one is. It's. It was directed by Jamie Blanks, who did another one called Valentine, which we've also seen mm-hmm. together. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. No. It. He. He was at the time a purveyor of these kind of like slick CW slasher movies, but mm-hmm. he had a kind of, he had a talent for atmosphere in a way. Like he, he has a style mm-hmm. to it that you're not getting in say, uh, Jim Gillespie's, I know what you did last summer. Like that, that one's a little more anonymous and this one at least has some, I don't know, texture to it. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, so that's why it's a little higher than what I normally write something like this, like a kind of daffy nineties slasher, mm-hmm. um, which I like, but are, I'm not particularly terrified by mm-hmm. unless they're scream movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but also more jokes. Um, Joshua Jackson's hair was the most terrifying thing in this movie. It was like completely bleached and horrible. And the, it just terrified me that someone who I kind of tend to have a crush on and whatever he's in for reasons I can't perfectly explain even to myself, mm-hmm. um, that he just, it obliterated everything. 
Like literally, he's in Kimmy Schmidt playing like a gas station attendant, and I'm so into him then. But basic white beard. Uh huh. Shut shut up. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. For me, I think the biggest killjoy for this movie was the script writing. All the lines that the characters have. Um. Yeah. There's some fun. Uh. Like you know, clues or you know, Easter eggs. What do you, what would you call them? Oh, oh, like the in jokes, like when um, Joshua Jackson turns on the radio and it's, I don't want to wait. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Like that stuff's kind of fun, but also like it's just so much that it makes it just so campy. Yeah, well, I mean, this is. It takes any kind of teeth out of the horror that's happening. That's true. I mean, it's someone who's not Kevin Williamson trying to do Kevin Williamson, mm-hmm. which is what late 90s horror was. Uh-huh. Um, and. Kevin Williamson has a very particular sensibility and not everyone knows how to pull off that tone Mm -hmm. because it's a very delicate balance that a lot of his imitators did not strike. Nope. Um, I'd say there was some funny quippy dialogue, but yeah, for the most part, it's a mediocre. Yeah. But yeah, let's move on into the most important part in a movie like this, which is campiness. Uh, What are you going to rate this movie? I'm going to go to four. Ooh, I like that. For the same reason that I just mentioned. Joshua Jackson's hair? That was you. You mentioned that. I just want to. I'm just. I just want to fix it. I, um, I just need to. I'm. I'm writing a letter to my local congressperson. Um. No. Just that the script writing is very cheesy. The lines are very cheesy. Um. Line, do, do you have any that you specifically remember? Well, I think um, uh, Rebecca Gayhart and Alicia Witt's characters are fighting over some guy, right? Oh uh, yeah, because um, uh, Rebecca Gayhart is very into Jared Leto as uh-huh, uh-huh. like. Real intrepid mm-hmm. school reporter guy mm-hmm. and then there's this one scene where i think she's like you know what you can have him or whatever and uh-huh. then discover like a body in the backseat of their car and then rebecca gayhart is like like i said you can have him and I was oh like, yeah like whose reaction is that like you see a dead body it's gonna be like oh it's time to make this you know quirky one line comment mm. to defuse the situation no that that happens a lot in this movie mm-hmm. like when um the goth roommate gets killed and she's being like rolled out on a stretcher mm-hmm. by the paramedics um one of the like mean girls who isn't even a character but just like exists around the dorm she's like better check her pulse she always looks that pale and it's like yeah. girl she is dead yeah like this is not the time to be throwing shade yeah no that's exactly right um there's just they're trying to be funny but it's written in a way that it's just it's not funny <laughs> Well, and the the thing that Kevin Williamson's funny mm-hmm. dialogue is meant to highlight how callous and, like, over it the teenage characters are. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the line in Scream where Stu is like, liver alone. Get it? Because her liver was in the mailbox or whatever. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, no, that's gross. Like, we shouldn't be making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's clearly, you know, a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this movie, everyone's making those quips, but they're just, just cruel. Mm-hmm. And it's not for any reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but what I would say in terms of campiness, I think I'm giving it a three, but I totally feel your, I'm feeling your number. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only slasher movie I've ever seen where the killer gives up a, a spoiler alert. The killer is Rebecca Gayhart, <gasps> but she gives a PowerPoint presentation to explain her motive for doing the killings. PowerPoints were big. Microsoft Word just, well, Microsoft PowerPoint just came into being. Mm-hmm. No, but she's literally like, you still don't get it, Alicia Witt? Lucky for you, I have a visual aid. And she clicks on a projector and talks about, like, you accidentally killed my boyfriend, so I'm going to kill a bunch of people who aren't you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is 
I don't know, slasher motivations are always a little silly because it's like, what's your motivation to kill 12 unrelated people? Um, I just love it so much. (laughs) And also there are two separate scenes in this movie where someone gets punched in the face, but the fist goes like completely perpendicular to their face. Yeah, that's just bad. Like, I don't even know if it's special effects, but bad stunt work. Yeah, bad stunt work, bad editing. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks so bad. Um, what else? I have so much written down, but I feel like I've touched most of it. Um, oh, I do love everything to do with the like goth for goth website dial-up connection. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle Harris is trying to get some some hot gothic D. She's Strange. like posers need not apply, <laughs> um, and she has basically tantric sex with these goth boys every night. That she just expects her roommate to. Just sleep in the other bed while yeah. it's happening. Yeah, I just I admired her sheer willpower to just continuously. This is her character. It's sleeping around with random people she meets online. Mm-hmm. You know, the original the original hookup apps were the websites. Yeah, God, and I'm she's so impressive as a multitasker, and well, like multitasking in pursuit of a single goal. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's a scene where I don't remember what she's doing with her right hand, but she's either putting on lipstick or drinking a soda or something, but also typing out her message to her gothic friends. Mm-hmm. And she types out this really long message, like the one I said, like looking for gothic daddy, um, six foot, whatever, uh-huh. <laughs> or anybody on campus mm-hmm. looking to go to Pound Town. And she's doing this all with like regular typing speed with just her left hand because her right hand is out of commission. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just so impressed. Mm-hmm. Um. But also just the campiness of, like, the only class we have is literally about urban legends, which is mm-hmm. the whole framing element. Mm-hmm. And Professor Robert Englund is like, I don't know, here's some stuff that's going to happen later in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's talk about when a stranger calls a little bit. And I'm just like, wh- what class do you think that could possibly be? Like, what are they going to be talking about three weeks from now? Like, what's on the final? Are you, is this a real question? Yeah, it was just, I don't know. It's just a thought experiment. Um, what's on the final, uh, questions about Scream. Ooh, I would love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just imagining like Alicia Witt or more likely Michael Rosenbaum, her friend, mm-hmm. just being like, oh, um, I'm How did he die again? He was the one who got Pop Rocks and like Drano shoved down his okay, throat. Yeah, okay. Which really, you don't need the Pop Rocks. Like I get that that's the thing. Uh-huh. But if you're, if you're already going off script by not having Coke involved, like mm-hmm. just skip it all. Yeah. Um, Drano gets the job done. I have a question. Yes. Are you attracted to Michael Rosenbaum? I think he's okay. Yeah, he's got a broad face. I find it interesting. Um, I, I guess it was maybe in him as a result of Smallville. Uh-huh. Did you uh, watch that show? I did for a number of seasons. He was he was the bald one in that show, right? Yeah, he was Lux Luthor. Yeah, okay. That's that's that my take on Smallville. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Um, no, but so I just imagine like his character going around being like, "Oh, I'm majoring in urban legends with a focus on chupacabra," <laughs> or like mm-hmm. I don't know, like this is nothing. <laughs> Most of academia is nothing. Fair enough. I'm sure that's a class somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would I would go to chupacabra class. You would? Oh, I totally would. Um, yeah, see up next after my Yorona marathon. <laughs> Are, oh, that's an interesting thing. Okay, whatever, continue. Anyway, um, yeah, no, just this movie has a lot of like crazy bonkers stuff. So, you know what? I'm upping it to a four. I've changed my mind. You, yeah. You've convinced me. I think you convinced yourself. <laughs> I'm very good at that. Um, what's your effects score? A two. Oh, yeah, me too. There was no effects that I can think of. No, it is a remarkably ungory movie. 
Um, the the kills are creative, so at least that gives you a little bit more to chew on. Mm-hmm. Um, was there one that stood out to you at all? Because I know you said they were kind of lame. I think the Dean's death was probably the coolest. Yes. Um, and Tell me about it. So from what I remember, the Dean, it's the one that makes me cringe just because he gets his, he's going into his car. He's checking the backseat of his car because he's yeah, not yeah. a fool. Um, but he's not checking below his car because who would do that? Mm-hmm. All that's there is raccoons. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> raccoons live under cars. Did you not know? I, uh, I have seen multiple raccoons. But they're always just standing in the sidewalk threatening me. <laughs> they live under the sewers, which are right where the cars are located. Fair enough. Anyway, um, so the guy is under his car and he like slashes his ankles. Uh-huh. And that's the kind of thing that just makes me cringe because I just feel like it's so painful. And so like there's no recovering from that. Like how do you walk after that? Uh, it's just like it's completely debilitating. Um, anyways, uh, he gets in front of his car or something and then he's like run over. And then he's like his body's just... Uh, uh, impaled on spikes the the tire spikes yeah there you go the severe damage if you reverse or whatever yeah god yeah that's a good death it's it could and should have been gorier probably but mm-hmm. it the implication is the strongest in that one uh-huh. there that was another gross. one um that was similar to that i don't remember who it was but they ended up stabbed by their own weapon um was it jared leto are you thinking of the John Mulaney sketch from SNL last night? Maybe. We're, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was gorier than anything in Urban Legend. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Where he was the like the fake ghost face tormenting Chad, yeah. played by T- Pete Davidson. Honestly, same energy, though, between yeah. that sketch and then this movie. It really? Was zany <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, a lot of bro characters of and a lot of post-scream dialogue. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what were we? Because I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just remember it was like accidentally like the knife ended up impaling the killer. Or the yeah. Person who was going to do something. So your favorite death was not even in this movie. <laughs> No, it was the same energy though as yes. this movie. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> before we move into quality score, I want to talk about how we watch this movie. By the way, because we have a like a smart TV, we have Roku, a Roku thing, whatever it is, um, and it's so cool. You can type in a movie title into the search bar, and it'll tell you like wh- what apps you can watch it on. Are we plugging this for like money? Uh, sure. Roku, give us money. Um, we're preemptively advertising Roku. That's a thing people do. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they fake an ad on their Instagram to, yeah. like, look more appealing to other advertisers. Uh-huh. Hashtag LaCroix. Drink LaCroix. God. Hashtag ad. That's so sad. Continue, Brennan. Um, anyway. So, yeah. We um, searched what was what was streaming Urban Legend, and it is streaming on Crackle, which is um, one of the ones that has commercials on it. Um, but it was free, so we're like, hell yeah. Because for some reason, I don't own this movie. I think I did once, and maybe I lent it to someone and lost it because it is gone. But anyway, so we were watching it on Crackle, and it opened with a oh. trailer for The Oath, which is not the Ike Barinholtz movie, but rather some show they have about gangsters and crime or something. On Crackle. Yeah. So before the movie started, there was a trailer for The Oath, and then like about 30 seconds in after the black screen came up, and then it was just um, type across the screen about Titles. Like, like stats about gang violence. And mm-hmm. I was like... 
what's happening here? And I paused it, and Crackle was just making us watch The Oath instead of Urban Legend. <laughs> so we had to, like, back out of everything and restart it all. Yeah, that was funny. No, honestly, the best part of the movie. But, yeah, that was just a story I enjoyed. But what's your quality score for Urban Legend? Two. Two. Um, I totally get that. I'm going to give it a three. Because I do like the daffy, goofy, like, 90s slashers. They're, I find them quaint and mm-hmm. charming almost. Uh-huh. I was debating a, a two versus a three, but I remember being underwhelmed when I first saw this movie and that feeling still, like, happening now. Uh-huh. Um, I'm much more likely to, like, hate watch things now than I was then. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I wouldn't, like, revisit this, like, on a random night just for, like, kicks to me said like it's a two level movie okay i I feel like when i told you that we were gonna be watching urban legend because you forgot what we were gonna be doing Mm -hmm. you were excited to watch it because there's a certain level of quality that it does have it's yeah adequate movie we talked about how the kills Mm -hmm. were just fine um but i don't know it just it doesn't it's not that it doesn't take itself seriously it's just that it doesn't know what it wants to be maybe or it's bland yeah um i would definitely agree with that and also, oh boy, this is the, I never remember who the lead of this movie is. And every time I'm like, who's Alicia Witt? And literally we were both looking her up on IMDb and we're like, oh yeah, she was in The Last Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and a million other Christmas movies. Oh God, yeah. That's, she, that is her bread and butter. That is her milk and cookies is making Hallmark Christmas movies now with a revolving door of bland white men. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, she is an empty Dixie cup of an actress in this movie Mm -hmm. and also as a character like she is doing nothing with a nothing role Mm -hmm. um because we know absolutely zero about alicia witt's character whose name i cannot remember (laughs) danielle maybe sarah Crixel. who cares nobody knows um the only thing we learn about her is that well, like she's a psychopath who's okay with her roommate having sex like eight feet from her, mm-hmm. and also she for me. she's an accessory to murder in her backstory. That'd be fine for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I mean just because she clearly doesn't like it. I feel like no, I don't want to continue this path. I guess. <laughs> um, but secrets will be revealed. Yeah. No, that's the two things we know, and also that she's not that into Jared Leto, even though he's like way more inter- interested in her. Mm-hmm. Like her. I, I, she's nothing. I literally couldn't tell you a single thing about this character. I dare you. Tell me another thing other than the two things I listed. She's a redhead. That's true. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she's so bland. Um, I I got get every like. Sorry, my eyes just slide right off her, uh-huh. and I, in a week I'm gonna forget that she was in this movie again. And I don't know. Like the rest of the actors are fine because it's mostly like famous or then famous people that you get to watch and be like oh yeah jared leto's being a dum-dum in this movie Mm -hmm. or uh like you know joshua jackson and michael rosenbaum um yeah literally divine we haven't talked about her yet um literally divine security guard that just everybody knows on campus because everybody's on the first name with the security guard well there's there's only one on staff apparently (laughs) and she just sits in the office watching foxy brown movies Mm. um yeah i remember Loretta Devine is one of the big things I remember from this movie. And I, a spoiler alert, I do know she appears in at least one of the sequels. Um, she's like the consistent element of, mm. of the franchise. Mm-hmm. But this time, I, I feel like she wa- either wasn't in it enough or I don't know why she made that big of an impression on me. Because I just feel like she didn't really do anything for the entire movie. 
I mean, she did save them. <sighs> did she? I think I had kind of checked out at that point, so yeah. maybe I just missed it. Yeah, we checked out pretty quickly on this one. Well, yeah. Um, by the second to last commercial break, I was I was just like staring blankly into the void. Basically, mm-hmm. I was very tired. Also, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'd missed her best parts, but this time I was kind of like, why did I? like this character so much i feel like i mean i like that she's into foxy brown and i like her inspiration from pam greer because we should all take inspiration from pam greer mm-hmm. but yeah, other than that i was kind of like uh, this isn't really doing anything for me mm-hmm. anyway do you have any other thoughts on the legend of urbania i'm interested in seeing where the sequels go oh me too because um, if this is like the opening gambit this feels like a sequel um just like the level of badness that it has <laughs> uh-huh. um, so like are the sequels going to be like more gory are they going to be funnier like what are they going to lean into is my question yeah like tonally uh-huh. and structurally like mm-hmm. are they going to keep up the urban legend angle mm-hmm. or are they going to just use that as like oh this is pendleton and there's an urban legend involved in like one initial killing or whatever mm-hmm. um speaking of yeah let's take our let's take our moment let's uh do you want to do our guesses for the next movie uh, Urban Legends too. Yeah, Urban Legends Final Cut. It came out in 2000, um, I believe, direct to video. <laughs> oh. um, so, based on that title, what do you think is going to happen in Urban Legends Final Cut? It won't be the final. Well, yeah. Can I make that prediction? Um, yeah, I mean, we know there's a third one. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it always happens, though. Isn't that it? is like, true. The final nightmare is never the final one. Uh-huh. Um, what kind of predictions? I don't know. Um, maybe at some point, either for the second one or the third one, uh, I'm predicting a Ayorona, uh, urban legend. Really? Yeah, she's an urban legend. She is, but she's a little more ethnic than these. Mo- like literally, Loretta Devine is the only person of color in this entire movie, as mm-hmm. far as I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they're going to be like, yeah, let's get a Latino legend in here mm-hmm. um, in th- in this, like, whitewashed, milquetoast Pendleton University. Uh-huh. I think they might take a spiritual turn at a certain point. I do know that part three is Urban Legends Bloody Mary. So. Yeah, see, I think that's maybe what I was thinking of. Because uh-huh. I was like, La Llorona and Bloody Mary are similar enough. Um, yeah, they're ghosts that murder you. They're ghosts that are women. Uh, so... So, yeah, spiritual women. Okay. Um, I mean, I think to me, I mean, it's going to be set in a film school. Okay. Because it's called Final Cut. Um, I, I don't know. They're, I guess they're making a movie, and maybe what they've scripted in the movie starts coming true. Well, that's pretty cool. Kind of like Scream 3, um, which actually came out that same year. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, do you think there's any urban legends left to even use? Because they kind of went through most of them. They went through the person hiding under the stair, or under the car to slash your ankles. They went through the pop rocks and coke. They went through the kidney thing. Yeah, the calls coming from inside the house. Ooh, they could do the one with the, uh, like the lady's wig, or maybe it was a cactus, but it had a bunch of spiders in it. Maybe they can do that one. What the fuck urban legend is that? Religion? Oh, I said religion. No. <laughs> um, no, I think it's like, um, I think she had like With a, a wig and a cactus. I don't remember if it was a cactus or her wig, but she. I think it's she has like a beehive hairdo, and there's like a spider that planted some eggs in the hairdo, and then a bunch of spiders come out of her hair. I don't remember this urban legend. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. It might be a cactus that she got, and then the spiders come out of the cactus. 
This is just I can't even <laughs> picture this what you're saying. There's spiders. Why is there a cactus involved with the wig? I don't remember where the spiders lived. There's a lot of spiders and they live somewhere. Where is the wig? Is the wig on her or on the cactus? No, it's on her. Okay, why is there a cactus? It's one or the other. It's either the spiders come out of her hair or they come out of a cactus that's just in her house. Okay. Hopefully they do this so I can <laughs> learn about this freaking urban legend. Yes. Um, anyway. I'm so intrigued by it now. Whatever. I'm going to tell you what's happening next week. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo. And you can find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars. Because we're going to dive right back into some direct-to-video sequels, so we probably um, need a little motivation. Yeah. Um, motivation Monday. Yeah. But next week, is not, it's another final movie that fails to be final. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1991. It's going to be our sixth and second-to-last Elm Street movie, because um, we're not doing Freddy vs. Jason, because we're going to save that probably. And also, we're not doing the remake of Elm Street, so we've only got two left. Can I, I wonder if I want to see the remake. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. You can watch it on your own and do a 10-word review. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> anyway, um, that's what's up. And until next time, good luck on your journey. And say hello to Greta. <laughs> We're gonna go see, yeah, be prepared for a 10-word review of Greta next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> We're ready for it. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.